Welcome to week seven of Living Lent. This is the final episode in our Living Lent series. This week we'll spend some time reflecting back on the journey we have undertaken with Jesus. And we'll also reflect forward to think about how we can live more fully into Christ's story now and in what futures lie before us. But first, let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we begin this time of reflection, we pray that you would illuminate this Lenten season for us and guide us in the way of peace. Jesus Christ, you show us the way of the Father. You tread it alongside us, before us and behind us. Stay close to us, we pray, and help us to be attentive to your call. Holy Spirit, stoke the fires of our hearts that we might see ourselves and your creation as you do and be empowered to live in the slipstream of your work in this world. Amen. This week is Holy Week, the deepest point in the church calendar where we are cast down from the mountaintop of Palm Sunday to the foot of the cross. To get to this point, we have relived the story of Christ's earthly ministry, journeying with Jesus from his birth and his obscure youth, considering the fact that God was content to simply be, to grow and mature in silence for 30 years before really doing anything. And in this obscurity, finding an affirmation of the mundane moments and silent seasons of our own lives. We have been immersed in baptism with Jesus, who began his ministry with a rupture from heaven in which the Holy Trinity declared Jesus' status as God's own beloved Son. These words form the bedrock of Jesus' work and resounded throughout his ministry. We considered what it means for us to have been enfolded into this sonship of Christ, to wake each day confident that we are God's children, whom he loves and with whom he is well pleased. After his 40 day sojourn in the desert, being tempted by the devil yet remaining obedient to his father's call, we found Jesus extending that call to others drawing to himself what appeared to be the most unlikely candidates for partners in mission. That disparate bunch of disciples with not a hint of nobility or status amongst them. We considered the upside-down way in which Jesus used his power and authority, calling to obedient fellowship, not primarily the rich and influential, but the poor and insignificant. From here we trod the road with Jesus and his rabble of reprobates to a destination which looked as though it would spell the end of the story, the cross upon Golgotha. We saw that Jesus never failed to disappoint his followers with his radical obedience and outrageous humility, even to the point of the most agonizing death imaginable. 
while his closest friends darted in disillusionment, we once again find the most unlikely of people, the criminal and the centurion, affirming Jesus' call and authority. Their inchoate faith would be confirmed when the God who raised Israel from slavery then raised Christ from the grave. God's answer to the cross we built was this empty tomb. And having dropped this nuclear bombshell of scandalous, death-defying grace, Christ ascended, taking his rightful place as Lord over the cosmos and sparking the dawn of a new day, a new reality in which all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Thinking back over these last few weeks, where on this Lenten journey with Christ have you felt God speaking to you most? What has God been saying? Lent begins and ends with a reminder of our mortality. Recall the words of Ash Wednesday. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. These words serve as a memorial to our fleeting, ephemeral lives. They are a call to make something of the lives we have been given, or rather they are a call to allow God to make something of the lives he has given us. And in these words, we are also reminded of who God is. God is our maker. God is the master craftsman of creation. God is the one who gets his hands dirty in the dusty environs of human life. Lent also ends with a reminder of mortality, but it is a reminder of a different kind, a reminder that our mortality has been overcome, transcended, redeemed, and remade by Jesus Christ's life-giving death. Let us not forget that ours is a God who is able to make something out of nothing. God did not make death. We ourselves did that. But on the cross, God did make something of death. The God-forsaken nothingness of death is what God uses to bring about life in all its fullness. This creator God of love will not allow death to have the final word. Because, as Jane Williams puts it, God's love cannot be defeated because it is the deepest reality of the world. And so it is always hopeful springing up in the most unlikely of places. It can be infinitely patient because it knows that empires will crumble, tyrants will fall, abusers will age and die, but love will keep rising from the dead. Creation was subjected to foreign powers under the occupation of sin, death, and evil. 
Fleming Rutledge concludes that only an invasion by the creator himself could save it. She then goes on to write, In the incarnation of the Son of God, the invasion has begun. In the crucifixion, the beachheads are secured. In the resurrection, we see the first fruits of the final liberation. On the cross, the Creator has overturned the death-dealing reign of sin, stripping it of its power, and has established a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. That is the reality that we live in now. If God is a God who can make something of death, just imagine what he is capable of doing in life. Let's take a moment to think on this and to offer our lives to God once more. Our final piece of music for Living Lent is an original song, At the Cross of Calvary. It's written by Josh, our worship pastor. At the cross of Calvary You spoke forgiveness from a tree Not our will, but your 
Let's pray. Almighty God, who alone can order the unruly wills and affections of sinners, grant your people the power to love what you command and to desire that which you promise, so that among the sundry and manifold changes of the world, our hearts may surely be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. <laughs>